When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. Joined now by Max Olson, the Portal Authority. Welcome back, Max. What's up, Andy? I, I'm very excited to have you here, uh, mostly because... Mostly because Ari's on vacation. I see right through all this. I know what's going on here. Listen, Ari, Ari's I'm, on I'm vacation. I'm like the guy on the side that you know gets the call when the boyfriend's out of town here. You know, I get piece. it. That's the side As, piece. As Nicole said last week on the show, <laughs> you guys make this awfully sexual. It's yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. It, there's a lot of chemistry there. It's undeniable. But I knew when I saw Ari was on vacation uh, out in Tahoe, I was like, I bet Andy's going to call me this week. Well, Ari said, "Hey, I'm in for every show." <laughs> of course, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, you are. I believe that is, uh, you know, I believe you about as far as I can throw you." So. Hey, traveling with a baby, man. Different deal. He and I are learning yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly. But here, you you get the experience of now you get to sit through my glorious ad reads. Because remember, we are the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling, which means it's college football season, which means you need the unbeatable coverage of Sling TV starting at $35 a month. Sling has all the big games on all the biggest channels like ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3, SEC Network, ACC Network, Fox, and the Big Ten Network, and the Pac-12 Network. They also have the Pac-12 Network because I've been watching it on my Sling service, all for the best price. You can stream to any device, record up to 50 hours, include a DVR space, and pause or change your service at any time. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love at the price you'll love. Try it today. And that's how we do it on the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. Smooth. Yeah. So I have been watching a little Pac-12 Network. I got to watch the the Cal-Stanford band is on the field game. Mm. It was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We don't, uh, we don't get that channel in my neck of the woods, but I don't have Lincoln, sling. Nebraska. So, you know, maybe that would fix it. Uh, if you got sling, you could get it in Lincoln, Nebraska, because it's a web-based service. And, uh, also the Longhorn network for as long as it will exist. Uh, you know, they're moving yep. to the SEC. They'll yep. be part of the SEC network soon, but we got to talk transfers, Max, because, I guess probably that Pac-12 network conversation, we could watch us some Emory Jones mm-hmm. at Arizona State. Oh, buddy. You you go on down the on down the list there. I mean some Caleb Williams, some Cam Ward. Maybe maybe little little Jacob Cowing, some Jaden yes. Delora. Wow. Jaden Delora. Well, Bo Nix late because at night. Of a transfer coming. Mm-hmm. And then is back in the same league. And yes, Bo Nix as well. Good lord. Okay, I had not thought about it this way, but I'm glad we're, we're on to this discussion. What percentage of the Pac-12 is a transfer quarterback starting for them this year? Yeah, I was going to – I went through this a couple of weeks ago. I did this this piece kind of once the, the portal cycle came to the end of looking at how many um, – just sort of breaking down all the numbers behind this, this, this past 12 months of transfers. 
And one thing I found was I think that there's going to be, uh, pro- I mean, probably 20, 25, 30 power five starters that transferred this offseason and then probably another 25 at the group of five level. Like just the the sheer impact of the movement in this QB cycle, um, it's going to be pretty crazy in terms of just affecting the the, the season and the conference races. Well, I take people behind the curtain of our, our text messages. Uh, Austin Reed, the quarterback Reed. from yeah. West Florida, I wrote about him when he was leaving West Florida because he was, he's one of the best QBs in Division Two. Wanted to see if he could catch on in an FBS program. Looks like he's going to be the starter at Western, Western Kentucky. That's right. Uh, they, they were able, you know, to, to build on the success of, of uh, bringing in Bailey Zappi from Houston Baptist. Uh, the the coaching staff there went with Jarrett Dagey from West Virginia and Austin Reed from West Florida to be the starting quarterback of Western Kentucky. And uh, <laughs> loser, Jared Dagey lo- being at Bowling Green before that was the only thing that messes that the, up. The, but we're 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 in this mode now, Andy. We're in camp, and and you know what that means? It, it's a uh, it's loser leaves town matches for these quarterback battles. Okay, can, but I have a question, and I am I stupid for for wondering why these guys are leaving in the middle of camp when they can't go play for somebody else this season. So why leave now? Why not just wait till the end of the season and leave? Yeah. I think if you're a grad transfer, maybe you've convinced yourself you can get a waiver and, and go play somewhere uh, right away at a G five or an FCS or whatever. I guess that's kind of the thing you're keeping in your back pocket when you're going through one of these competitions, but you're right for a younger player right now. Um, you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to, to, to bail right now. Now, obviously some schools are on quarters and stuff like that. There's some of those issues that you can try and take advantage of, but uh, yeah, I, uh, it's interesting. It it does kind of shine a light on like, do you think that I, I, I'm not so sure Andy, like, do you think transfer windows will officially fix that? Or do you think we'll still just see guys leave and then they're just sort of out there and then they pop up in December? I think it'll fix the spur of the moment. I'm mad right now. Transfer. Hopefully, it's like it's like yeah. the Homer Simpson when he goes goes to buy a gun and they tell him there's a the three day waiting period and he goes oh but I'm mad now like <laughs> that that's yeah that's the thing like oh I've and I've heard that story from coaches I'm sure you have yeah. too this off season of of uh, one head coach at a at a Big Twelve school told me there was a guy who I think they kicked out of practice or he left practice he was pissed off he goes to the locker room and before he even got his pads off he said I put me in the portal I mean that's just kind of how. I'm not saying all kids are like that, but you are going to deal with some of those cases of guys, whether they're freshmen having issues, as all freshmen do, or just guys that aren't happy with their situation. You're going to have some of that kind of spur of the moment thinking for sure. But let's just, uh, I mean, I'm saying this as an old person and, and, and forgive me, but let's just think this through, guys. Like, if you can't play anywhere else this season, especially, let's say you're a quarterback, it is a violent game. Mm hmm. The person who just won the starting job over you may get hurt. I'm not saying you should wish injury. I'm just saying if you're playing the percentages, there's a chance that they might need you. And then you might be that person. Right. Your your best path to playing time is staying where you are for the season and doing something in December. Now, I guess I, I do wonder because we saw another resolution in that this week with Miles Brennan deciding to walk away from football. And that's obviously kind of a complicated story. But I did wonder if he would be a guy 
that would make this move in August and and go to a, a G five or an FCS school and try to try to start this year. Obviously, this isn't just fantasy football. You have to actually go and learn an offense, and and you know it's harder than it sounds. But I do wonder if we'll see a guy or two this month leave a school and and be starting somewhere this fall. That would be really interesting, and and that of course will just encourage people to do this more. So, uh, again, I don't think that's necessarily because it would not endear me to that person if I'm a if I'm a coach looking for guys out of the portal, it would not endear me to that person to know that they were like, well, I didn't win the job. I'm out. Like if I were a player, it would not endear me to my coach. If, if the, I've, I've spent eight months trying to win this job and some new guy shows up in the middle of August either. That's true. I understand that too. But again, if you can't play again this season somewhere else, yeah, just play. You're going to lose the year of eligibility anyway. I mean, or, or if you think you're that good, you don't need the extra year. So just just play and and figure it out. Uh, that's that's the thing. Now, if you did play as a freshman and a sophomore, you want to preserve your red shirt. That part I get. But if you've already redshirted, there, there's no reason. Just play. Like, I mean, so, chances are and, and there's look, there's there's just things that happen in October that we can't anticipate uh, yeah. in August, like Caleb Williams, for example. Right. Like things things happen. Things just happen yeah. and you you could maybe you think right now you're not going to play this year and you're mad and you think you should be somewhere else, but you just really don't know how it's going to be a month or two months from now. Yeah, and, and that's that's the part I wonder about. Like the Miles Brennan thing makes plenty of sense. We talked mm-hmm. about it yesterday with, with Brody Miller. Yeah, he's in his sixth year. Like yeah. he committed to less miles. He's a he's a, an old person at this point. He's getting married. He's ready to start his life. Dude backed up Danny Etling, man. <laughs> That is amazing, <laughs> he right? He played for Matt Canada. I mean, the guy's been through it. That is crazy when you think about it. But yeah, so I mean, that's a different situation than yeah. somebody who's who's been there a little bit and and then okay, I'm I'm out. Because uh, you you saw the same the situation last year where at USF, uh, Timmy McLean out as soon as Gary Bohannon gets in. Now McLean did not redshirt as a freshman, so he can he can take a redshirt year this year. Yeah. So that that works out eligibility wise for him, but. How about how about Dave Veranda helping out the USF program by not being that coach who who drags it out? No, you're totally right, and uh, you know I think that's the the Miles Brennan example. Um, and I know like he's he's going to be th- just fine. I know he's made NIL money. Like I'm I'm sure he's maximized what he could do there. Um, but the Miles Brennan example is, is kind of one of those rare ones that shows you like this is kind of a hard thing to navigate too because Miles mm-hmm. Brennan was in a situation. Uh, during this offseason where he was in the portal and he was, you know, thinking about taking visits or whatever. And I'm, I'm sure there, I know Nebraska was interested there. I'm sure there are a bunch of schools interested in him. And we all know who ended up taking transfer quarterbacks. So I'm sure he heard from those schools, but uh, he believed staying put gave him the best chance. And then LSU went and took somebody else. So it's like, it, it can be hard to know what is the best move because, you know, if you stay at LSU, there's no guarantees you win the job. And if you go somewhere else that, you know, same problem. Yeah, it it is. It's just it, there are no right answers to this. There's really no guidebook because all this is so new. Yeah, and I do think we're gonna see because like Ole Miss is a good example of a program that is trying to to kind of reshape itself through the portal, and I think that's probably gonna be an annual thing because they're not going to be able to get the level of recruit that say Alabama or LSU gets every year. So their best bet is to keep getting old guys who might be able to keep up with some of those young guys. And I think that the, you, you saw like the way that this blew up for them this summer, like 
lean into the thing that's got momentum, the thing that's that's popular. I mean, I think that it uh, if kids see Ole Miss is, and Oxford is becoming the place to be for transfers, and if you can do a good job this year of putting a bunch of them on the field and, and having them be productive, then it gives you an advantage over everybody else that kids want to go there, and you're probably going to hear about kids before they even enter the portal, right? Like, I think if you can get that advantage that – People are contacting you and saying, hey, I, I think this kid wants to come to you. You're going to have a leg up on everybody in the portal. So, yeah, I think they're going to have to can you, I, I'm, I'm sure that if they can be successful, yeah, you want to recruit the way that Georgia and Alabama, everybody else does. But I think right now you got an advantage and you got to embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. You have a brand at this point. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of these transfers that we're excited to see. You know, the the Miles Brennan thing means it's, it's Jaden Daniels or – Garrett Nussmeyer mm-hmm. for that LSU job. We don't know who's going to win it. Brody seems to, and, and Brody was leaning this way even before Miles Brennan left, that he thought maybe Jaden Daniels gets a look because he's a better runner and because LSU's offensive line may not be exactly perfect the way they want it yet. I still think Nussmeyer's got a pretty good shot to win the job, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, and and... Um, I think that's a kid that people shouldn't sleep on. He had a unique situation last year where I believe that they wanted to maintain the the four game red shirt on him. Right. And so you had to be kind of careful in how much he could play and how much you could really, you know, give him opportunities. Uh, but I, I, that's a really talented player who, you know, it's, it's a, it's a new staff and a new OC and all that. And so it's a wide open deal there. But, um, everything I've heard is that he's got a lot of it factor and that, um, he's really impressed this staff so far this off season. So, Interested to see, obviously, when you make that transfer move, not to say you promise the kid the job, but uh, that you kind of have those intentions sometimes when you go to the portal. So um, I, I think we're, we're going to see a few of these situations, Andy, and you, met, you already mentioned Ole Miss, where you bring in the guy um, to try to you know upgrade your QB room, but you may find that the guy that's already in your room uh, steps up to the competition and plays better and, and wins the job still. Yeah, yeah. Luke Altmeyer filled in for Matt Corral in the Sugar Bowl. You know, that's really what we've seen of him so far. But who knows with a with an offseason throwing with the receivers and, and actually competing for the job against Jackson Dart, who transferred from USC. We don't know. I, I think everybody assumes that the guy who who is new is always going to win the job. And I just don't think that's always the case. Now, there are some places where the new guy is going to win the job. You know, we, we talk about Cam Ward at Washington State. You, you and I, you have been adamant to me that they're going to be the most fun team to watch, that that offense – you know, which is the offense he's been playing in for the last two years. I can't wait to see it. Caleb Williams, obviously excited to see him in Lincoln Riley's offense again because he did really exciting things. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. I'm curious about Bo Nix. Like, Bo Nix, much maligned at Auburn. Now in a place where he doesn't have the weight of being... Patrick Nix's son mm-hmm. doesn't have the weight of being the guy who they chose over Malik Willis, which happened at Auburn. Like it, he's not that now he's that guy who's just coming in trying to help out. Still got to win the job though. That's gotta another one where you get, you got to, you, you know, does that Ty bring Thompson. out the best in Ty Thompson, Jay Burfield? You know, I think that's an yeah. interesting, uh, interesting situation there, but um, I don't know. I, I, I think that, Bo Nix is one of these guys, and there's a few of them where you say, yeah, you take them out of that situation, put them in a brand new one around a different supporting cast. I, I think it's probably, 
I don't know. I, with the way trans, the transition organs going through, like, would you say organs a much better supporting cast or slightly similar? What do you think? Than Auburn? Yeah. Uh, it's a better supporting cast with an easier schedule with the exception of you both have to play Georgia. Got to play Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that experience I'm sure helps him in terms of uh, being the guy for that Georgia game, but you still got to play well and, and, you know, hold on to this thing because I think Oregon does have some, some talent in that QB room, but that's one of those staffs that has, you know, probably in, in part by necessity uh, hit the portal pretty hard this off season. And I'm excited to see, uh, which of those pieces hit for Oregon? Uh, there's been a lot of hype lately on Christian Gonzalez, the the cornerback mm-hmm. uh, from Colorado that they took, yeah. who and I think Brugler is hyped as some, potential first rounder. Some, yeah, yeah, they needed experience at that position badly. Yeah, and now he had played for their DBs coach at Colorado, so that he comes in understanding. You know, both of them kind of kind of speak the same language, and but yeah, that was he was one that you heard in spring practice, like okay, this guy is really good and. And that's a position of need for them. So uh, that could be a big one. The guy I'm, I might be most excited to see, and I, this is one we've mentioned a few times, but uh, our guy Aaron Suttles, who covers Alabama for us, has he, he's written up some stuff he's heard out of camp. Yeah, Jameer, Gib- Jameer Gibbs in Alabama's offense might be even better than we thought. Yeah, it sounds like he's Barry Sanders now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a little Marshall Falk mixed in. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and that's an interesting so so right now Bruce uh, Feldman and I are working on that ranking of the top 100 uh transfers that'll make the biggest impact this fall. And I would be interested for listener input for sure. Uh tweet at me if you've got people you feel like need to be on that list. And it's a tough list to build when there's you know, 2000 kids that hit the portal in a year. Um, it's an, kind of an interesting debate. Like I know that it's easy to kind of put Caleb Williams automatically number one on these kinds of lists, but could you make the kiss case for Jameer Gibbs or Jordan you Addison could. being the most impactful guy? I think you could, especially for Gibbs because you know, he, he could potentially, if he is a Najee type back, which mm-hmm. there were flashes of that at Georgia tech, you just kind of wonder like, with the supporting cast around him, did we actually get to see what he can do? And I'm not sure we did. We, we definitely saw there's talent there. So now you put him in Alabama with m- loads of talent around him. I, I think we're probably going to see something pretty special. There, there's another player that I, I'm excited to see too, because it, it is, it feels like this program is doing something that we haven't seen in their league in a while. And that is Baylor with great success with Apu Ika, the LSU transfer, who's been there since Dave Aranda got there. Mm-hmm. They get Jackson Player out of Tulsa. Like defensive, interior defensive line play in the Big 12 is not something we usually talk about, but it is getting better and better. It is. And and Baylor, that's one of the, the reasons why I had someone ask me today, like, why is Baylor getting talked about as a preseason top 10 team? And that's that's one of the reasons with the, the big men at Baylor, um, the offensive line and defensive line, what they're bringing back. Really terrific. Um, and, and you saw that in tough physical games last year. Uh, Jackson players, uh, a pretty cool story. This is a guy that um, was undersized in high school out of Waco. And um, the coaching staff at Tulsa really believed in him to, you know, that's one of those players that when they hit, you, you look like a genius. But when they get there and you first see how small they are, they're, they're like, oh, this this might not go well for us because it's just hard to take such a risk on really undersized uh, defensive linemen. But he came in and, and was a stud throughout his time at Tulsa. 
and just everyone that's that's you know worked with him, seen him play, nothing but good things to say about him. And, and he came, decided to come home. A lot of really good offers, uh, but he decided to be at Baylor. And, and yeah, they've already got Apu Ika, but I think Jackson Player is a, a, one of those guys that when you watch Baylor, you need to watch closely what they're doing up front, offensive and defensive line, because they've got some real players uh, and and they've got, I, I think the pass rush at Baylor uh, gives them a chance to really be a Big 12 title contender and, and you know, see if P. Dark Horse team again, because uh, they're really strong up front. Jackson Player, uh, undersized dude, but he's a force. Yeah. Uh, not undersized when he's under you. Low Correct. man wins. Low man wins right there. Yep. So, Max, when we come there, back. That reminds another... me. Did you ever? Did you ever actually finish that bracket of sayings? Did anyone ever win oh, that? No. <laughs> That's content for March, baby. You did like one round of voting on that. Did you do more? No, we're very late. We don't finish the job in this podcast. That's that's the problem. It's on to the next we're, idea. We can't just spend a yeah. month on something we like here. You know, Georgia would throw us off the team for not finishing the. Drill, One man wins had potential to make a big run there. I I think it did. I think it did. All right, we were talking transfer players in the Big Twelve. There is one guy that I feel like he has a chance to prove a lot of people wrong, to vindicate what has happened over the past four years. And I think it's it's interesting because he and his old program are, are kind of running on parallel tracks, and we'll see. Both, both can have good years, both can have bad years, or one can have good and one can have bad. But Adrian Martinez at Kansas State, he's got a dynamic playmaker in Deuce Vaughn next to him. We know they know how to develop offensive linemen there. On the other side of the ball, they've got you know probably the, the best edge rusher not named Will Anderson and, and Felix Anudike Uzama. They got dudes at Kansas State, and Kansas State could be a really good team in the Big 12 this year. Yeah, I think if you go down the list of, of Big 12 teams, and, and there's obviously uh, three that are pretty high up in the, the, the preseason AP poll, if you go down the list of like who you kind of who are you buying? Uh, as a, as the dark horse, I think it's K State without question. Um, you can make case for a few others, but I think K State's got the pieces, and uh, I, I think the the change to Colin Klein as OC is is going to make a big impact and is not getting talked about enough. I think that that's a pretty exciting team there, and and it really all comes down to Adrian Martinez and kind of can mm-hmm. he be the X factor for that team? Um, and yeah, you said, and it's similar to Bo Nix, right? It's like it's one of those where you, you put him in a very different situation, and you're going to find out a lot. I think. Um, Adrian Martinez is a guy that is, you know, has been one of the most productive players in the country over his four years when, when he's been healthy, when he's been right. Um, one of the best dual threat quarterbacks out there, just in terms of production, just purely production. Now he's also turned it over 48 times in his career. And so mm-hmm. there's, you know, you get, you take the good with the bad with him. And I, I thought that um, this was the right move for him to, to make a change. And there was a lot of interest uh, from from schools in the Big Ten in Adrian Martinez, which is interesting. It tells you the respect level of playing against him. They know what kind of playmaker he can be if you put him in a better situation. And I I, I know he's I'm, I'm working on a story on Adrian Martinez right now that we'll have out soon. But um, you know I, I think he's he's made a right the right choice in terms of where he's at, and so he's healthy now. Um, he had a, he dealt a bunch of injuries last year. But this is a player that um, I think if you ask him to run less and he, you know, led Nebraska and carries a few times in his career, um, if, if you can lean on on Deuce Vaughn and, you know, ask him to be 
a guy that, uh, you know, I, I know he wants to showcase a little more what kind of NFL player he can be. And so um, how they adjust to, to his strengths and, and hide some of his weaknesses will be interesting to see. But, yeah, I think Adrian Martinez is a, is a guy that can really, um, if he puts it all together and, and plays consistently, and that's been the, the elusive thing for him. Um, but if he can be consistent for 12 games, K-State's going to be a, a major factor here in, in the Big 12 race and, uh, you know, have a big year. Are he and Bo the two guys who can reshape their story the most? JT Daniels at, at West Virginia, maybe I would think he he falls into that category too. But yeah, yeah, I, I definitely. When you get into a starting spot at a big school as a freshman, the assumption is you are amazing, and sometimes you're the starting quarterback as a freshman because you're you're the best guy they have, and maybe you're still not ready for it. And I think that's probably what what has happened with some of these guys. I, I think in a, another one would be Michael Penix, right? Just a healthy Michael Penix oh. for 12 games would be a guy that really gets to healthy. kind of yeah. change the way people see him for sure. Um, yeah. I, I think that um, I, I think it's, it's a fascinating and, and, and honestly you mentioned it, but like with the Nebraska situation, they, they kind of, it's the same thing there. It's like, <laughs> Adrian Martinez has gone to a new situation where everything's new around him, and we're going to really find out about him. And Nebraska has changed a lot of things around Scott Frost, and so we're going to really find out about Scott Frost this year. And and, and not to oversimplify, but you know, is it was it as simple as they needed to change in QB, or is it they need to change in head coach? You know, I mean, I think that's the thing we're going to kind of find out this fall to some extent. And that's not, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are some Husker fans that are rooting for Adrian Martinez to do well and, and some that are probably happy he's gone. Uh, but it's it's a fascinating dynamic. And, you know, you're right. JT Daniels is another one that we just we've seen flashes. But what can that guy be for 12 games? Yeah. Yeah, because he, he gets the job his freshman year. He's a pretty good quarterback. It looks like he's going to be pretty good as a sophomore. He gets hurt game one. And then Keaton Slovis comes in and he never it, it never happens for him again. Now, the craziest part of all this. All right, wait, okay, which is the crazier quarterback transfer portal scenario? Zach Calzada had to miss spring practice at Auburn because he got hurt against Auburn mm-hmm. while playing for Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, or Keaton Slovis, who replaced JT Daniels as a starter at USC, will start against JT Daniels in the backyard brawl Pitt, Pitt West Virginia. Yeah, that that one's beautiful. Um, it, it's with with Graham Harrell coaching uh, coaching for West Virginia in that game can, too. Can you imagine? So, 2019, USC opens against Fresno State. This is the game where JT Daniels gets hurt. Keaton Slovis comes in. Can you imagine walking up to those two in pregame warmups and going, "Hey guys, listen to this." In two thousand twenty two. Do you like living in Southern California so far? Because I do I have a surprise for you. Yeah. 2022, one of you is gonna start for Pitt against the other one who's starting for West Virginia. Pack your coats, buddies. It's gonna be a different deal here in a few years. It's Good it's great. It, but it, I mean, wouldn't you say the same on Keaton Slovis? I mean, that's a guy that really was so impressive as a freshman. Has he been the same player for the last two years? I, no. I guess not. No, Antonio Morales, our, our USCB writer, did a really good story on him going into last season. Right, where he was. Uh, Keaton Slovis was actually pretty open talking about how mentally the injuries affected him the previous season, and how it was very hard for him to get back to normal and and be confident and throw confidently because because of the recovery. And you know, it, it is 
when he was humming, he was really good when he was playing instinctively. And, and this is a guy who played for Kurt Warner in high school. Kurt Warner was his offensive coordinator in, in, in Phoenix. That's right. And so he understood offenses very well. He actually probably played in a simpler offense at USC than he played in high school. And he was so decisive with the ball. I think that's why he ended up winning and keeping that job. So to see him being less decisive, because it, it, he's not he's not the most toolsy guy. Like JT Daniels probably has the better tools, but it's just like you saw with JT Daniels at, at Georgia. He has better tools than Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett's the guy who kept winning the job. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the, what I think is overall interesting about this quarterback class, uh, this transfer class, you know, Caleb Williams and Quinn Ewers are the exceptions to the rule. Really. I mean, these guys are, those are unique circumstances in both cases, mm-hmm. but everybody else, it's a guy that for the most part, I mean, a guy that has maybe had some moments, but has also gone through some stuff, whether it's injuries, whether it's coaching changes, um, poor play, you know, whatever. And, and, and in a lot of cases, you're, you're talking about guys moving on to a different school with a chip on their shoulder and a lot to prove who, you know, are going to places that, um, you know, where they have a chance to, we're going to find out about their potential and can they put it all together or, you know, not all these guys are going to win jobs or not, not all these guys are going to hold on to no. jobs. I mean, that's just, that's just the way this is, is here. I do, I do wonder, by the way, the one guy that we kind of don't probably talk about enough who, who might end up being, as important as any of them on the list. Max Johnson doesn't get talked about a lot, but in terms of the playoff race, that's a guy that could make a big difference this year. Yeah. Whether he wins the job or not, because if Haynes King wins the job, well, Haynes King got hurt in game two last year, right? If Haynes King gets hurt again and Max Johnson has to come in and and be the guy, well, he's been the starting quarterback at an SEC school before. I mean, the last, so he's at A&M now. He was at LSU last year. The last time we saw him throw a pass in a game was to beat Texas A&M. Incredible. Again, weird yep. transfer yep. portal. But yeah, so that that race is interesting to me too because I you know, I don't know what Haynes King can be as a starting quarterback. I I know more about Max Johnson as a starting quarterback than I do about Haynes King because he got hurt in game 2. That's right. Yeah, we and and he threw some picks in in the the limited time we did see him last year. Incredible athlete, and that's everything. You, that's all you hear, and that's even the case after the foot injury. But um, yeah, Haynes King is is got a real battle on his hands, and just like we talked about with some of these other situations, if that makes if if bringing in a guy with real SEC experience, you know, help uh, apply even more pressure on Haynes King and, and brought out his best play and, and open up this A and M offense, then great move um, to get to get Max Johnson and his brother Jake Johnson out of it. But, uh, you know, I think that that's a guy that, like, as you said, I mean, two games in, totally different situation for A&M last year. So, to you know, there's very few schools here where um, you've got a real backup these days, and, and, and A&M's got three pretty good ones in their room. Yeah, because Connor Wegman, the freshman, might have the higher ceiling of all of them. But he yep. is—he just got there. So, yep. I yeah, I, I'm very interested to see what Jimbo Fisher does because I, I still feel like if they get that right, they're potentially—I mean, not just okay. You beat Alabama last year. It is you actually can compete for everything. Making it make it a big big right. run. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that that is the interesting one. When we come back, though, Max, we're shifting gears. Maybe the best NIL ad ever came out on Tuesday or Monday. 
That was Monday. Maybe the best one yet. We'll play it for you when we come back. Those are my NIL ads, but I got nothing on, I got nothing on our, our pal, Decoldus Crawford, Max. And I, the, the biggest tragedy of all this is Decoldus Crawford, who is a freshman receiver at Nebraska, got injured over the weekend. And we, he, he's going to be out a while. Yeah, knee injury in fall camp for Decoldus Crawford, which is is too bad because I think he would have had a shot to, to make some plays this year. But Buddy is doing doing all right. He got way more famous in the past week than he probably would have just just from this season, I feel like. Yeah, so Decoldus Crawford, for, I, I feel like people who listen to this show, it's a self-selecting sample. Mm-hmm. You follow college football psychotically. You follow recruiting. You've known the name Decoldus Crawford for at least two years. He was a, a wide receiver recruit out of Shreveport. He was committed to LSU, and then the coaching change happened. He decides to go to Nebraska. Well, he gets to Nebraska, and he gets the perhaps the most perfect NIL deal of all time. Here's the commercial that dropped on Monday. I'm so glad we called SOS. RAC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. SOS to the rescue. Hey, this is Dakota Crawford, wide receiver from Louisiana, now playing at Lincoln. When your AC isn't Dakota's, you call SOS heating and cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from Dakota's. We'll keep you cool this summer. I feel very confident now that Dakota's has told me that I'm not going to get upsold by my technician. This is, mean, really, this is really, like you said, a self-selecting audience. Really, We're hitting the Venn diagram here of our college football fans and our AC fans here. This is exciting. We do, we do love our HVAC companies. And how about that jingle? That's a great jingle, too. Because like, a lot of times they're like, oh, well, we got the player. We don't need anything. No, no, no. There's some production value here. Like somebody went into a studio and recorded that jingle. Oh, extremely well made. Um, love the... Love the um, the VO by by him as well. I think he did a great job on the whole thing, and uh, man, it's it's just a great ad. Shout out to Nicholas Crawford and uh, and SOS, which you will remember just from from watching the ad many times, as we all have. Um, now, Andy, I do have to come clean about something here. Um, all right, is that your HVAC company? No, I. They're uh, in Omaha. I have right? not. They're, found, they're I'm, not in, I'm in Lincoln. Right? I've not found yeah, an yeah, HVAC. Yeah. yeah, I have not been recruited by an HVAC company yet so far in Lincoln. Um, okay. A few years ago, Decoldus Crawford committed to LSU, and uh, and I tweeted that uh, his 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 middle name was to ever do it because I saw that online. Um, I said true story. His middle name is his full name is Decoldus to ever do it Crawford, and uh, and I was wrong about that. Uh, it's one of the few deleted tweets I've had I've had in my my career here oh, at the Athletic. You thought that was oh, I thought that was real a joke. Oh, I thought that oh, was real. My. Yeah, and uh, people who covered. Uh, LSU recruiting DM me right away and said, no, that's, that's not true. It's, that's not his middle name. Uh, I mean, so I have to come clean about that. I've, that. I've, I've carried that guilt for, for quite a while. I know on this podcast, we do like to throw things out that uh, aren't totally true and just sort of keep rolling. But I've, I carry some guilt on that, Andy. I do. And so I'm happy to see him thriving. And what are the chances that he comes to my alma mater ultimately? I, I think he should probably change his middle name to that. If, that that would be the perfect. That's role. another NIL deal he could do. Just like I felt like Major Burns should change his name or change his position. Sure. Like 
That's not a name for a DB, but Major Burns is a DB who plays at LSU. So, yeah, I, I Major Burns has got a lot of NIL potential. Um, that was a that was a yeah a small world that he would end up coming here to to Nebraska, but Mickey Joseph pulled that one off in in leaving LSU and coming to Nebraska. And uh, yeah, it's it's it it is a bummer we won't get to see uh, Decoldus to ever do it uh, play this fall. So that's the best NIL ad so far. For sure. And I, I, I think, listen, raise your game companies that are hiring athletes because... I, I feel like you'd be good at that job, Andy. Like, it, wouldn't that be fun to be the Don Draper of funny NIL ads? I would have hooked the coldest up with an HVAC company so fast. Yeah. Like, and, and H, I don't know if it's just an HVAC company thing. Like, some of them have a very good sense of humor. Like, there's a company in, in South Florida, and the second you you cross the Palm Beach County line on I-95, you start seeing their billboards, and they say, your wife is hot. Immediately, my eye is drawn. Yes, well, it is. Your wife is hot because your AC is broken, and you, you need know to call them and to fix it. There's just too many. Like you remember, uh, I ble- didn't Trevor Lawrence when he went pro. Didn't he get a Pantene deal? He did. Sometimes these are just out. They're just common sense. Someone's just got to connect the dots here, but it's too easy. Yeah. I, so there is a great one, and. I would we would play it for you on the show, but we realize you, if you're watching on the YouTube stream, you'd be able to see the video. But most of you are listening in podcast form, so the the narration of this ad is actually pretty dry. The video is hysterical. It is the second best nil ad of the year, and so we mentioned Deuce Vaughn earlier in the show at Kansas State, dynamic back, you know, one of the best backs in the country. He's also you know, nicknamed Deuce. People call him Deuce. Cat Cans is a porta potty company in Manhattan, Kansas. Sure is. And they signed up Deuce Vaughn, the aforementioned Felix and UDK Uzama, and also Aaliyah Carter, who's the star of the, the Kansas State volleyball team, for an incredible ad. And the reason, like I said, the reason we we we're not playing it is it's like two minutes long, and it is a very dry. Talk narration. about production value. I mean, they oh, yeah. they did it. It's a very dry narration from the owner of the company, who sounds hysterical in person, but talking about how they sanitize the the cans and how how it, it's going to be perfect for you on your job site, and it'll come back clean every day and all that good stuff. What is going on in the video is unbelievable. It is Deuce Vaughn. On a day, in, uh, you know, an average day in Manhattan, deciding he needs to drop a deuce. And he can't find a place where deuces are welcome because the first porta potty he goes to is reserved for Felix. And it says no deuces allowed. And then you see Felix walk up to deuce and be like, no, dude, not, not happening. So then he goes running and finds another cat can. And this is the cat can reserved for Aaliyah Carter. Who's a five foot ten outside hitter, who also shakes her head is like no deuce is allowed, and so Deuce goes sprinting away again, and finally a happy ending. He finds a cat can with a sign on it that says Deuce is welcome, and presumably goes inside and does his business. Tremendous. Sometimes, sometimes when you're named Deuce and you wear number twenty two, it's just that easy. It is. It is. And so it, that is a tremendous use of like, and also I not watched, taking yourself too seriously, you know, exactly. But when I watched that, ad, 
when I watched the coldest ad, it just makes me mad that that this was fought against for so long. It just seems idiotic. Yes. Like yes. what? What were you trying to stop? You were trying to stop the same four schools from getting the best player. Oh wait, you never stopped that. You actually encourage that with your rules. So none of this has ever worked. Uh, ooh, You're saying that when these coaches get together and they vent about how unfair it is that the Jordan Addison went from Pitt to USC, they should also talk about how sick these ads are, right? They should absolutely. And and if and maybe if Jordan Addison had a Permanti brothers ad, he wouldn't have left. That's right. Who knows? <laughs> Carter BC, by the way, asking, what is OU backup quarterback General Booty? Does he have an ad? What does he have to do to get an ad? I mean, General Booty definitely needs to get an ad. Like the I General, like General Auto Booty insurance. needs to do like a LeBron style the decision where he announces which NIL deals he's going for. Absolutely. A, he's got he, that guy's got to have some he's got to have some pretty interesting stuff in front of him there. One would hope. And yeah. look, he comes from a famous football family. Now, are they there rules to that? Like, can General Booty be sponsored by OnlyFans or anything like that? Like, are there <laughs> rules of what they can't do? I, I'm, I imagine oh, you might have their own rules about this sort of thing. Probably but I so. don't. Yeah, I don't think there's any rule against that in general. General General uh, Booty, I, I walked right into that come one. On, Jeez. All right, we got another one though. There, there is one blast from the past. I, I rewatched this one when the coldest ad came out because I was trying to decide which I like better. Let's not forget Jared Casey. Do, do we remember who Jared Casey is? Come on. Walk on fullback, the hero of the Texas game. Hey, if we're going to talk about an Applebee's ad, it better be the Jared Casey Applebee's exactly. ad. Exactly. I'm we're not, not talk- talking about the other one. Yeah, we're not talking about the song. No, no. Jared Casey is a walk on fullback at Kansas. He caught the game winning two point conversion. Uh, if you remember the, the video that his parents shot of the play went viral. Where, is that Jared? Which, by the way, how did he not get a Jared ad out of it? The jewelry company. Mm. KU went to Jared. He went to Jared. Yeah, That's right. They went to Jared. Jalen Daniels went to Jared. There you go. If you go to Jared, you win. I mean, come on. Max, we're in the wrong business. (laughs) There should be... I'm telling I, you, you could be like the, the Blake Draper. Lawrence. I'm your, Peg, I'm your Peggy Olson. You're the Don Draper. I'm telling you, you could be the Blake Lawrence of calling kids and telling them, hey, your name is funny. Here's what I think you should do. <laughs> well, the Jared but then Casey tell them, ad. hey, make it a 30-second ad. You know, yeah. look at Decolis. You can get millions and millions of views on it. Let's do this the right way. Exactly. Exactly. So Jared Casey catches his two-point conversion, and Applebee's immediately swoops in. And it was, I mean... This, com- this is 30 seconds of perfection right here. Jared Casey, you just made one of the greatest game-winning catches in Kansas football history. That was Jared, wasn't it? That was Jared. Where are you going now? Where am I going? I'm going to Applebee's. After I made the catch, life has been pretty great. There you go, Jared. Your two entrees and an appetizer from the Applebee's 2 for 22 menu. Hey. You always got to go for two. The wink at the end Perfect. is spectacular. But Jared, Jared, first of all, Jared has, like, Jared is Baker Mayfield level good at commercials. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's also the beauty of this sport, Andy, is like, you can do that on Saturday night and then you're like filming a commercial on Monday or Tuesday on your off day. You know? <laughs> 
Do you remember the Bob Stoops World. commercial for, I think it was a cell phone company? Hmm, drawing a blank here. So there was a commercial years ago. I wish I had downloaded this, but I just okay. thought of this. So years ago, there was a commercial. Bob Stoops is the head coach at Oklahoma, has been for a while. Mm-hmm. And the, the storyline of the commercial is there's this high school player who makes this incredible play. I can't remember if he flips over a guy or it's like if an he, AT&T one or something. Yes. It's like AT&T. Yeah. Okay. Right. He either flips over a, a tackler or he, he leapfrogs a tackler and scores. And you hear the play by play guy of the game go, hello. And then <laughs> they keep showing highlights of this guy. And every time he does something great, they're like, hello. And so at the end of this, at the end of the commercial, it's after the game. And the coach goes, Hey, you know, this guy wants to see you. And it's Bob Stoops walking up to the player going, hello. And apparently Bob Stoops filmed that take like 50 times. (laughs) And they used someone else saying hello. Or they used a different Bob Stoops track of hello. Because it looks like a a badly lip-synced kung fu movie. That's right. Okay, I remember this now. Yes. Fantastic. Well, it reminds me of, uh, you know, hey, look, Mike Leach could could take a Friday off during the season to be on Friday Night Lights, right? I mean, if these Absolutely. coaches can can make the time, why can't the kid? Yeah, giving Eric Taylor advice about how to swing find, his sword. Swing his sword, find his inner pirate. That's right. Yeah. Okay. You are the Don Draper of NIL. We, we, we've established this. I, if, I, no, I can only I hope... This is a natural gift of yours. I think it I is. can only hope to be your Pete Campbell or Peggy Olsen, but... <laughs> No, I'll I'll happily be um I'll be the slattery to your uh, your Draper there. Oh, listen, listen, who wouldn't want to? I'll be? be your drinking buddy. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, I I want to be your Pete Campbell just so you can ask me how it's going. I can go not great, Max. <laughs> but yes, we we got to come up with this, and, and that's you can drop that in the chat. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Andy underscore Staples. Max is at Max Olson. All right, let's let me give you one, okay? Let's put your okay. let's put your skills to the I test. I told you you're the Don Draper. Then. Let's do this. Uh, no, I think you I think you're more naturally gifted. What are you doing for Storm Duck? Well, obviously a company that stri- that cleans storm drains. Yeah. For sure. So mm-hmm. like Roto your Roto Rooter type company. Yeah. Cuz you've got the storm part of it and also the like a like water off a duck's back. So cleaning your storm drains like water off a duck's back. I'm stormed up. Look at for that. Roto-Rooter. Look at that. I put you on the spot. We didn't even plan this. You just came up with that. Too easy. <sighs> North Carolina. Uh, and ima- just imagine if we'd had seven martinis at lunch and then stayed, uh, you know, stayed at work until two in the morning. There you go. Hey, and by the way, Nicholas Crawford, like, I, I, I don't know what the deal he did, but like, man, get, get, uh, just in case these things go viral, you know, try and get a little piece. You know, don't just say, oh, yeah, I'll do that for a hundred bucks. A little bit of the back end. Absolutely. hundred percent. Now, the question is, does does the coldest get a little extra? Like when they when they got to put a little more freon in, like every every time they put a few a few pounds of freon in, does the coldest get like a nickel out of that? How, how does that work? No, that's very back end. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a strong move on his part. But hey, I mean, I, 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 you know, did you think SOS's it, texts don't work on commission though, Max? The coldest told me that. That's true. I, I take him at his word on that. But no, I mean, if they knew that this thing was going to get 5 million views, I think you'd structure the deal, uh, you know, with that possibility in mind. Oh, absolutely. I mean... And, and who can get you those deals? Andy Staples can. That's exactly right. I mean, I already got some. What about Bear deals. Hunter? What do we got? Isn't that another one? Bear Hunter is definitely... He's definitely advertising for Realtree. 
Mm. I mean, that's a that's a brand. Uh, well, he's going to have a real tree contract and a Yeti contract. For I was sure. going to say Yetis. Yetis. I mean, that's yeah. a no brainer. This is bear hunter for Yeti. When I'm out hunting bears, my beers are kept cold by a Yeti. <laughs> So I never have whether to hunt you're for hunt, beers you're being hunted hunt or hunting because I'm bear hunter. <laughs> that's right. Whether you're hunting or being hunted, go with Yeti. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> when, when I'm in the when I'm in the bear is there a bear stand when you hunt bear? There's a deer stand, duck blind deer stand. I don't know what structure you're in when you're hunting bears, or if you can you're even allowed to hunt bears. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there has to be something there. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it just it makes you sad for the guys that missed out on this. I mean, what like, what could Taco Charlton have done, you know, back in the day in terms of be, picking out his exclusive local taco taco provider? I mean, big oh, opportunity. Oh, exactly. There. And I mean, Taco Charlton could have had the the contract for the the day of Tuesday. Like, he That's could right. have had a different commercial drop every Tuesday. That's right. It's Taco Tuesday. I mean, I know LeBron invented that, but so <laughs> I, I think that's got uh, yeah. imagine what imagine the, what Johnny Manziel would have done. He would have been like Pete Rose, like taking every single thing. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine how many commercials he would have done that off season? He never would have slept. It just would have been one commercial after another, yeah. oversaturated with Johnny Football ads. Oh, and, and if it were if it, if it were modern times, can you imagine how many autographed Johnny Manziel cards Ari would have at, at his house, like in his collection? <laughs> yes. He's like, they're going to the moon, diamond hands. I mean, I've seen how many Justin Fields cards he's setting on. Like, can you imagine how many Johnny cards he would have? All of them. And then he gets to Cleveland. Are you kidding me? Oh. Ari just would have set up a stand in Cleveland. Yeah, trying to sell those on the secondary market. I, 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 it, this is going to have to be a recurring theme on the show. Like we just, we name players and then we, we match them with brands. We, we got to make this happen. <laughs> Can you do an episode where you line these guys up at, as guests and just do a, a full consulting episode? That'd be, yes, that'd be incredible. Yes. Like storm. Have you thought about roto Rooter? I like Is, it. is like there it. a local zoo? If you don't want to go in the storm direction, can we go in the duck direction? Or is there a local Chinese restaurant that serves a delicious duck? Mmm. The, the, you know, the storm duck special. Yeah. Look a little table-carved Peking duck. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, come on. This is... Uh, listen, if, you're, if you've got a Chinese restaurant in Chapel Hill, let's, let's go. Let's go. Get, get going on this. <laughs> Max, it's been a pleasure. We, we do love do our brands. We, we, we love our brands. And... Uh, you know who we really love? We love Sling because they present the show. So thank you, Sling, for presenting the show. Stars matter on Thursday. Ari and I will be back on Friday. Probably going to lose you some money. Thank you, Sling. <laughs>